Hello, mama. So excited to be here with you today. If you uh, heard my last episode, then you've already heard me start this episode and Holy Spirit took over and took it a different direction. But now, today, (laughs) we are actually going to dive into dreaming, how to dream big dreams for your year, what that looks like, why you need to do it. And uh, like I shared before, I just, this is my heartbeat. I love dreaming. I love just going big with uh, the possibilities. And so I'm excited to just dive in this with you today. It's going to be so good because you are meant to dream mama and wherever you're at, whether it's been hard to dream, scary to dream, you don't know how to dream, you don't know if you should dream, any of the above, I've got you. God has you. We're going to dive into why you are a dreamer, why you need to be a dreamer. I'm I'm excited. So get excited for that. Um, Also, just make sure you're in our Facebook group. Some good things are happening over there. I know more people have been reaching out, trying to get some wisdom and encouragement. And so, hey, if you're in that group, lean in, like help encourage them, give them ideas. Don't be scared to to answer some of their questions and and just share what you've done and what you've learned. And um, I just want that to be a community where we can all just lean in and support each other and find answers to questions we might be too scared to ask. Because one of the beauties in the group is you can post anonymously. So if you're like, I don't want people to know that I'm asking this question, you can just post anonymously and you can, um, just get some encouragement for things you've been too scared to ask um, in whatever part of your life you're at. So hop in there. You can find it by searching in Facebook for Morning Mama Collective. And I would just love to see you over there, learn more about you. Um, and yeah, just do this thing together, Mama. We can't do it alone. So see you over there. But until then, let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So... We are talking about dreaming today, how to dream for the new year, how to dream big for the new year. And like I shared, it comes naturally for me. And this is often to my own detriment, actually, even though it's good. I know God put it in me. But where what happens for me is because I love dreaming so much, sometimes the dreams uh, are, are too exciting and the actual work of pursuing the dreams, making the dreams happen, um, can be tedious and boring and require a lot of discipline. So sometimes I get a little disillusioned in the process and, um, you know, just want to start a new dream, but, uh, God has slowly taught me how to be more and more faithful with sticking to the current dream and seeing it out. And I still have work to do on that, but all that to say, this is a strength of mine. And so I'm excited to share it with you because I think it's God, something God has put inside of me. And, you know, with every strength of ours, there's always going to be um, a good part of it and a challenging part of it. Um, if you ever did strength finders back in the day, which is like a really cool personality assessment that kind of assesses uh, your strengths, 
I love it. It was, it was so fun. Um, but anyways, I think they called it like a balcony and a basement of your strength. So there's a balcony, which is like the great part, which is so good and it helps people and it helps you and it's awesome. And then there's the basement and that's like the, the very thing that's the gift also brings specific challenges with it. And so that's why I, I share that, you know, my challenge with this, even though it's a gift is that then the dreams sometimes are more exciting than the work. <laughs> So all that to say, I, I am excited to share it because God has put it inside of me and for you, you know, I know for some of you, you are also big dreamers. You love dreaming big. This is also your heartbeat. Um, but maybe for some of you, you know, you're listening to this because you've dreamed big in the past and you've ended up disappointed and you've ended up feeling like, there was no point in that dream because it never saw the light of day or it didn't work out or you feel like it was a dream God gave you and then you didn't see um, him working in it. And so you just feel confused and frustrated and you don't know what to do. And today I'm just here to remind you that you are a dreamer. You are made to dream and God has called you to dream. And you know there could be a lot of reasons why that dream didn't work out, but don't let that stop you from dreaming because God has so much more waiting for you. And then there's some of you too that, you know, maybe dreaming isn't your forte. Maybe you're not as much of a dreamer and you're just, you're really good at the discipline part. You're just, you're okay with the practical, with just hard work and, and pushing things forward and just doing the day-to-day stuff. And that is good. That is a gift of yours that you are able to do that and, and not need new shiny things all the time. Like that is something that is missing, uh, in a big portion of the current generation. And so do not, uh, even don't for a second think that that's not a gift. That's huge. That's beautiful. That's good. That's God made you that way. However, or in addition, I should say, God also wants you to dream big, just like he wants me to be disciplined and (laughs) do the hard work and be okay with the boring. He wants you to dream big and he has big things for you. He has more to your life than just doing the day-to-day, same old, same old. It's good you're doing that, but there's more waiting. So for both of you, wherever, wherever you stand or somewhere in the middle, I have some thoughts I want to share with you today about why it's important that we dream, what God says about it, and just how we can do it well, okay? So we're going to jump in, starting with a verse that I just shared recently, and, and you've probably, if you've been in the church, heard it many times, but it's that good, so we're going to do it again, and it is found in Ephesians 3. This is verse 20, and I might touch on 21 as well. And it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And then it goes on to say, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I I share the second part of the verse because I do think it's important. And we're going to touch on this uh, a little bit down the road, maybe in the next episode. The, the point of dreaming is not to bring glory to ourselves, never. And if, if your dream is all about your glory, it is not from God. That That is not what we are made for. In fact, humans really struggle to handle any kind of glory well because it's not for us. You know, if you've ever seen, um, you've ever wondered like why people that, you know, are uh, pastors of mega churches or celebrity Christians or, um, or even any kind of celebrities for that matter, doesn't have to be a Christian. Why are there, why do they have so many problems? Why is it so often that they end up falling and falling really hard? And I I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's just because they're spotlighted. And so we hear those stories more often, but I do also think 
a lot of it is because we're not made to handle that much glory or any kind of glory. It's for God. And so sometimes in, in those roles and in, in public places, it can get so twisted easily of, you know, they, they start out for the right reasons, um, especially the Christian ones, you know, at least I hope. And, but then along the way, things get distorted. They, they like the feeling of praise or, or they, they're so worried about, you know, upsetting someone that they, they begin to just only look and, and try and please people. And, and then when they do please them, it, you know, creates this sensation that they just keep wanting the feeling of. And so I think that this concept of, of glory, of getting our own glory can really mislead us down the wrong road. And so we are going to talk about how to make sure our dreams are lined up with God and that they aren't for our own glory. But I just had to read that second portion of the verse to remind us that it is for him be the glory. These are not for us. However, it does say he wants to do this within us, which is so exciting. We get to be a part of this. And I just have to read the amplified amplified version of this as well, because it's so good. It says, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more. That's a great word. That's like one word in here. It says super abundantly. That's, that's, that's like my new favorite word. I love that. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think and definitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. Wow. That is what God promises us that, that we are supposed to do big things like this, right? You can hear in this that we are called to be dreamers. Because it's saying like, dream as big as you can dream, pray as big as you can pray, hope as big as you can hope. We got to make sure our hope is rooted in Jesus. However, let those hopes about what he wants to do through you, let them go to the sky, right? Let them be as big as they can. And then he's going to do more. I can't, it's hard to really like read this verse and really imagine that. Cause man, I, like I said, I love dreaming. I've made some big dreams. And God's going to do more than that? That is crazy. And not just in my life, but in your life. Even if you're not a, a big dreamer, like dream as far as you can go. And if you're not a big dreamer, you could probably multiply that by 10 because <laughs> he's going to do that much more. So he calls us in these verses, we're to ask. It says for um, anything that we dare ask. He wants us to ask. He wants us to imagine, use our imagination to think of the possibilities of all that can happen, all that he could do within us. And then he's going to do more. So this means, like I said, dreaming. We're called to be dreamers, which I'm stoked on because I love it. And I'm going to get you stoked on it because you're made for it too. So I looked up a few of the definitions of dreaming because I just think that always helps us just understand what we're talking about here. And just some of the ones I came up with were a state of mind marked by abstraction or release from reality. I love that one because it's just this reminder of like, you know, the reality that's in front of us can feel so limiting, especially people that um, struggle to dream. It can feel like, how would any of this happen? Because look at what's before me. However, we're called to dream, which means removing ourselves to some extent from reality and letting ourselves look beyond that. And, and that is possible because God is the God of the impossible, 
right? And so we do not have to be marked by our reality. We do not have to be limited by our reality. Whatever you see before you does not dictate what can happen in the future. God can do so much more. So I love that definition to remind us that we got to remove ourselves from reality a little bit. And if you find yourself struggling to dream, that might be what's getting in the way. And so I just encourage you as you're you know, going through this process, just don't forget to look past the present circumstances. Don't forget to remember that this is, um, this is just a temporary state, right? Reality is just temporary. Like it changes every second, you know, (laughs) and even think like a year ago where you were at and what things looked like. And even if you feel like it's been a year of being stuck, I imagine that a year ago you can look and see how things have shifted a ton, even, even in a year of feeling stuck. And so reality is not just, uh, the extent of what is possible. It's just what is before you in the moment. So do not be bound by it. Okay. Uh, some more definitions is to consider a possibility. So just thinking of all the possibilities, um, or just to consider possible. I love that one. Like consider if that's possible, like to, to think of, of, of things that you want and think that they might be possible and to allow yourself to go that way. And again, aligned with God's word, who he is, what he has in you. We're not talking about selfishness. We're not talking about heaping up riches for ourselves. We're not talking about the fame, right? Getting the glory for ourselves. We're talking about things that God has put on our heart to dream for. And we're going to talk about that and how God puts specific things on our hearts. And yeah, but to consider possible. Okay. Another definition is something that fully satisfies a wish. And I love that because you know, I don't love the concept of wishing because I feel like it kind of takes, it's like, it's like a prayer to nowhere. <laughs> you know, I wish that I, you know, it's like when, when I always struggle when there's birthdays that come up, even on my own birthday, I'm like, should I even make a wish? Like I could make a prayer, but I pray all the time and I don't want to make a wish because who am I wishing to? <laughs> You know, so I don't like love the concept of wishing and sometimes I overanalyze it. It's okay to just make a, a little birthday wish and it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Make it to God and just turn it into a prayer. But anyways, clearly my mind, uh, over, overanalyzes a lot of things, but essentially this is saying something that fully satisfies a wish. So that wish that you make at your birthday, it's, it's dreaming that that could actually be possible, that that could be a reality. Nothing you, you hoped for at the beginning of the year, that that could, that there's something that could completely fulfill that. Wow. Okay. Another definition is, um, this is like a different website. I found that, that it describes a definition in a full sentence. So it says you can refer to a situation or event as a dream. If you often think about it because you would like it to happen. So if you struggle to dream, just think of those things that, you know, maybe they slip out of your mind really quickly because you don't allow them to linger. But what, what do you, what often comes into your mind as something that you would like to happen? Is there any little things that sneak into your mind of, you know, this job is fine. And you know, I, I, I'm a hard worker and I'm secure and I love that security. But then, you know, sometimes you ever have a little inkling of what if there's something more? What if I could use this other gift God has given me? Or what if I could lead people in this way? Or what if, what if I could be creative, right? Is there anything that ever just kind of tiptoes into your brain and you scare it away because you love that security? Next time it comes, just let it linger for a minute longer. What do you often think that you would like to happen? Okay, another one is you can use dream to describe something that you think is ideal or perfect, especially if it is something that you thought would never be able to have or experience. 
So this is another way, you know, if you're struggling to dream, like what do you think we would never be possible for your life? What have you thought like that's impossible? I'll never get married. That's impossible. I will never have a baby. That's impossible. I would never be able to get paid to do what I love. That's impossible. I would never be able to have time to be in ministry. That's impossible. I would never have the gift mix to be on stage, right? Like what have you thought has been absolutely impossible. You know, even like thinking of this podcast as I'm, I'm saying all of this, never in a million years would I have thought this was possible to have a podcast. That's so silly. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. So, so let yourself go there because, you know, here I am and this is only the beginning. I know God has so much more and it scares me sometimes to think about it because I'm like, God, this is already a lot. I already feel... Like this is pushing me to my limit, but that's because every year my limit grows. Every month my limit grows. Every day that I spend time with him, my limit grows. So yeah, that impossible thing you think could never happen. That is something that is probably your dream. Um, And then another just brief one is the ideal. So if you think of like the ideal day, if you've ever done that exercise with me, I've talked about it. If you've been in the academy, we do it. I think I have an episode on it um, or very early on. And it's just about writing down your ideal day about every detail of it. And I love that exercise. And you know, when we sit down and let ourselves think of the ideal, that's often where we can find those dreams, those those desires that we have that God has placed there that are going to help us uh, just dream big, go big, think big, expand our limited thinking. So we are called to use our imagination to think of what's possible, to think of what we could do for God's glory, right? And it always needs to be attached to God's glory. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that everyone needs to be full-time ministry. That that means that everything that God's going to put on your heart is going to be for his glory. And, you know, an example of that is uh, my friend, you know, she started a small business and she has a cookie shop. It's uh, amazing cookies. If you live, I don't know if she started shipping um uh, across the country yet, but uh, you can check it out. Maybe she has. Uh, for sure, though, if you live locally in the Orange County area of California, should check out her shop. It's called the flower shop. Uh, I love that play on words, right? Cause flower cookies. Ah, it's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> I get really excited about it. Like I want that name, but it wouldn't make sense for what I do. So <laughs> anyways, um, she started a business, a cookie business, right? So it, if you just look at that, you don't think like, well, how does that glorify God? Right. It, it doesn't, doesn't make a direct correlation, but that's a dream that God planted on her heart. And she is giving glory to God through it. She's using her gifts for him. She's getting to impact our church because she often, uh, different events, we get to have her cookies there. Um, there's just so many ways that she is using that to glorify God. So don't, don't limit it to say that it has to only be something that, um, is directly related to ministry, you know, and God has called her to that. So who knows what relationship she's going to build that, you know, she gets to impact them for Jesus and all the things that she's going to do through expanding her business. But I do want to say for a minute, and you know, maybe this is just because I've just been hearing this a lot lately. I've been in a lot of conversations and sermons about this, and I think it's because God's getting our church fired up for something big, and and me included fired up for something big. But you got to remember, too, as you filter through all of these things, that we do have a mission on this earth. 
um, God put us here for a reason. And, um, my, uh, one of my pastors explained it yesterday in such a simple way in her sermon, which is so good. Her sermon was so good. You should go check it out. Um, pastor Gurley, uh, I don't know what the title was called, but, uh, it was on one twenty-two. <laughs> yes. So good. Life-changing really. Um, anyways, she explained that the reason we're on this earth is two reasons. One, to enjoy God's presence and two, to bring his kingdom to this earth. And so in everything that we're doing and, and the goals we set and the dreams we have, we have to remember those two things are crucial. Like we, we cannot make dreams and goals apart from that because that is why we're here. And so if your dream is just to be so comfortable and never to have to work and never to have to, you know, strain at anything and just to be so, 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 so comfortable. Like it's okay to be comfortable. It's okay that God's given you a beautiful house to be cozy in and to create a beautiful environment in it. And, you know, he wants you to enjoy the work that you do, but we're not called to be comfortable. We are called to bring his kingdom to this earth, which is a big old mission that requires a lot of fight in us. And so we do have to, to hold our dreams and, and visions and, goals up to that because that is the ultimate standard by which we live the ultimate call by which all of us live so i you know if you have a desire on your heart put it in check with that but we're also again soon going to talk about how to kind of test if that is a desire from god or a desire from your flesh Okay, but first of all, we're going to go through a few points of how you can help yourself dream or dream again. If you used to be a dreamer and you've been discouraged, how can you start to dream again? And so I have a few just thoughts for you that I want to share. And the first one is that you need to remember that you were made in the image of God. Yeah, you. The Bible says that you were made in God's image. That means there is part of God inside of you. What? That is incredible. Like when you really stop and think about it, that is absolutely incredible. And when we think about God, you know, I think so, so often, at least for me, and I think many of us, we can make God so small. You know, we, we make him just this little thing we keep in our pockets that we pull out when we need something. We, um, we just limit him in, in massive ways constantly. It's something I constantly have to do is being reminded of how big he really is and how amazing he really is. And so I was just thinking through, you know, who he is and what that means to be created in the image of God. And God, you know, he, he thought up life, like he thought all of this up. He thought, he, he, he thought, had the thought and then created it that we would be here and, and have this world to enjoy and, and be working and, and, enjoying nature and breathing, right? He thought all of this up, which is just really hard, hard to imagine if you go too deep into it, but I won't go there. It's crazy. And, and when he created this world, he thought it all up and then he created it. It is absolutely incredible if you dig into all of the things that he created, right? And so I kind of just dug into like, huh, what, what is in our world? And First of all, there are 320,000 plant species in our world. That is insane. And that is like what we know of. Like, I know there are so much more than that that are untapped 
different parts of the world we haven't been to, different things that are not discovered. I know we've only tapped into like a fraction of the ocean floor. So 320,000 different plant species. God created all of those uniquely. And, and if you dig into that more, there's 3 trillion trees on this earth. <laughs> That's 400 trees per human. I just love these like science facts. It just makes my mind blown away. And I'm probably probably getting inspired from Pastor Gurley yesterday because she she's a big science nerd and she always includes some kind of science in her sermons. And it's always like so eye-opening just what she shares when she dives into science. And so I think I'm, I'm inspired by her today. But that's just amazing that God, God designed all of those different plants, thought of them. Like I can't even think of like 10 like children, right? If I were to have 10 children, it'd be very hard to come up with names. I barely could come up with three names for my kids, let alone designing a different plant. What? Like the creativity there. Wow. Okay. And then if you think about plants too, and this also goes to animals and insects, all of the plants in an area they live in harmony with each other. So if you've ever heard stories, and I didn't I didn't do all the, the research on this part, so I don't have the specifics for you. So I'm going to sound very non-scientific right now, but that's okay. If you go to different parts of the world, so uh, just Hawaii, which is not far away, but Hawaii, for example, when we went there recently, uh, they told us about this, uh, this grass that grew there that um, was brought in from another country. And that this grass, if you look as you're driving along the side of the roads, it is absolutely everywhere. It has taken over the landscape of Hawaii. And at first glance, I'm like, oh, it's pretty. It's thick and green and lush. And, you know, that's all I want when I look at a landscape is just green and lush, right? But it has consumed the landscape there because it's from a different place. And so the environment of Hawaii does not have the checks and balances, if you will, to keep it under control. And so they talked about how people hate it because it, it consumes things and it takes over other plants and it um, makes it so thick you can't walk through it. And so people are constantly having to like cut it down and it's really thick and hard to cut down and it's so complicated and it just it is, it is a nuisance to them. And that's because the environment there does not have the, the other plants to keep it at bay and, and keep it at where it would be a, just a healthy plant that's good and, and, and you know, helps the environment and all that, right? But because it was taken from somewhere else and transported, it now has taken over the landscape. And there's other stories. I heard another story about another plant in the South. I can't remember what the full story there, but essentially that plant also was brought in from another place and has, is like literally will take down trees and, and like choke them out <laughs> and just take over everything. And so if you think about it, all these plants that God made, he planned them all out so that they would be in the correct environment so that they could support each other to make sure they all, you know, grew the right amount and not too much and, and coexisted together. And the same goes for insects and, and animals that the, 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 there's these habitats that it's, it's, it's why like it matters when things get endangered, because when one thing gets endangered, it causes a disruption in that environment. And so it can actually create a lot more things to become just to become endangered because once that one thing is gone that seems so trivial 
seems like it doesn't matter at all. But when that one thing is gone, it sets off this, this whole long like dominoes where that one thing is gone. And so this other thing now doesn't have its checks and balances to keep in place. And so it multiplies far too much, which then causes this problem and that problem. And so it's just crazy to think about with all of the species of plants and animals and insects that God keeps them all in perfect balance and planned that all out. And just to give you more numbers, there's 900,000 species of insects. I don't know why there's so many though. I don't love insects. I don't know. If you think about insects, it's like, why don't people love them? God made them. I just, I wonder what, where it went wrong with us. (laughs) But that's a lot of insects. And then there's one to two million animal species. And, and, And all the species in all of the earth are 8.7 million species. Oh my gosh. And it even says in that the vast majority have not been identified and cataloging them all could take more than a thousand years. God created this world in an instant, just like that with, with millions, 8.7 million species, just like that. He made it. And you are made in his image. He dreamed all this up. It started with a dream, right? He dreamed it all up and created it. So mama, don't forget that you are a dreamer. You're made in God's image. And even if you just have a, the smallest fraction in the whole world of that dreaming ability inside of you, like that's still millions of plants probably, <laughs> right? That's, that's huge. So Do not forget that you are created in his image. Okay, I have some more for you, but we're going to save it for the next episode. I just want you to end on that. And I want you just to think over these next few days about everything that's on this earth and how it all works together and how the God that created it and designed it all and dreamed it up, first of all, is living inside of you and that you were created in his image and you, you bear that image in you. You have that gift in you. Let me pray. God, I just stand in awe of your creation. I stand in awe of your dreaming ability. Man, and I think I love to dream. You, God, are incredible. The things that you have put on this earth as I even I look out the window right now, it is absolutely incredible. It is marvelous. It is beyond comprehension, God. And God, it it amazes me that that we, also your creation, were created in your very own image, Lord. What an honor, God. It just, it blows my mind, God. And so I just pray for every mama that's listening, God, that that she would just have a, oh, a moment with you where that sinks in, where she just has this, this God moment where she realizes that, that she was made in your image, God. That's who she is, God. And so she was made to dream. And I just pray you would ignite the dreamer inside of her, God, that maybe has been pushed aside because of discouragement or, or maybe just never awakened before God. And I just pray you would rise that up in her, God, because you got some big dreams for her to do on this earth, Lord. And God, we just thank you for the work you're doing in her, God. I thank you for the dreams that she is going to bring into fruition on this earth, Lord. And, um, God, I just pray even, uh, tonight, God, and in the next coming days, God, you would give her dreams and visions about what those dreams look like about what that vision is you have for her life, God. And I pray that you would just, um, expand her ability to dream more than she could have ever imagined, God. And then you're going to do even more than that. So we just praise you, God. We're in awe of your goodness, Lord. We love you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 
Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.